Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I pray that God will be with us tonight as we share a wonderful story. And I appreciate J.C. Malin coming and sharing her story with us. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Well, you were born LDS and... Yep. Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, well, I was born and raised LDS. Very, very strong, big family in the church. Um, went to church every week. Um, I loved it with all my heart. I, I remember praying as a child, you know, thank you, God, for sending me to this home, this family that belongs to the only, only true church. We're and told that a lot, aren't yeah, we? I yeah, just, I just, yeah, it was a big part of my life and yeah, parents were active and very active yeah we went to yeah I did young women's went to young women's every Wednesday right. um, parents went to the temple almost like date night Friday nights um, yeah it was just a big part of my life it was everything I everything imagine, yeah. yeah did you take seminary and uh-huh all through yeah. junior high and high school and yeah. that as well as was a big part of my life and yeah. like I said I just it was, it was my life. It was all I believed. <laughs> and how many brothers and sisters do you have? There's five of us total. Oh, yep. and everybody was busy and active, and the boys were very know, much so. And, yeah. Yep. Still to this day, I mean, I, I just had a brother return from a mission. Um, a brother just get married in the temple. Another sister just get married in the temple this summer. So wow. it's been a busy year. Wow, really active then. And so uh, you had a testimony of, of the church and mm -hmm. Joseph Smith. And did yep. you ever bear your testimony on a fast meeting? or? Um, I think I did it every time. Oh, every Sunday. <laughs> you're one of those. That, it was, uh, well, I, maybe know. not every time, but yeah. I, I did it to just show everyone that, you know, I had that testimony too. And it was just kind of a routine thing, I would say. I don't ever remember getting up sharing anything too personal. It was just a routine. I know the church is true. Yeah. And then afterwards, I just felt like I did my part. So. But you did believe it, right? I mean, we, do, we do believe it when we share that testimony. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And there's, uh, you feel good that you've shared the testimony and like you say, um, had, a, had the spirit there and everything. So. Yeah. And, and so you get going along in life and, and you've had... Uh, now you were, I'm sorry, you were, uh, you went to school, you went to, down to Dixie, I understand. Yes, I um, went down to Dixie, still, you know, I remember my parents put me in a good group of girls that were all LDS, <laughs> and we had very strict rules, and yeah. it was just, yeah, it was, I, I loved the church, there I really did. There was just no question that you'd had, be living the commandments and yeah. down there and everything, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and how long were you down there? Um, not too long. Um, I met who is my husband now right before I left, so oh, okay. it was a hard one to go all the way down to Dixie and So be you away met him just him. before you left, so yeah, that must have been hard. So as soon as you could come back, uh, yeah. you, you chose yeah, to do Yeah, I was that. only there for a semester, so. Oh, okay. 
And so uh, tell us just a little bit. About, uh, we've actually met Corey. Yes. Uh, Corey was on our show uh, several months ago, I guess now, but uh, uh, he was a return missionary. Mm -hmm. and. Now, you didn't wait for him on his mission. You met him no. after. Yep, I met him after he got back from his mission. Um, we, I, I fell in love with him right away, and to me, he was just this perfect guy because he was, you know, LDS, and, yeah. but he still had that little wild side to him that I liked, and <laughs> um, we dated for about two years, and yeah, just decided yeah, to get married. Right. And he held callings in the church, and you were active, I mean, still active after yeah. you got married, of course. Not not really you weren't <laughs> during active. our dating yes oh. and um we got married and we we weren't worthy to go through the temple which was really hard on me and my family but we made the choice to go through a year later mm. so we married and it was that first year of my marriage that was really really hard um my husband fell away from the church you know and it was really hard on me because here's this return missionary and um, I watched him fall away, and it just was a really devastating time in my life. So, mm -hmm. if anything, that's when I held even more strong to the church because it's all I knew, it's all I had. It it caused many, many problems in our marriage, and I can imagine. And yeah, it was really it tough. was devastating to mm -hmm. me and my family. But you know, I just I told myself I'd be that woman who I'd go to church, I'd do everything right, and. Corey would come back around if I followed all these rules and just did what I was supposed to he'd come back around and he didn't <laughs> <laughs> how long did that last um about six years and it was a really really hard six years and sorry if I get emotional because it we just went through so many different things but um yeah my husband fell away from the church he he started reading a lot and it was devastating to me I knew he was into just bad things and you know and he he not knowing really what he was going through he just completely left the church he just yeah the books he was reading I just thought were corrupt and <laughs> of you know the devil and anti-mormon and this is what is going to happen if you read these things and so he went way off the beaten path um started drinking a lot and doing drugs and it was it was terrifying to me because here I am who, you know, I haven't even got through the temple yet and my, the pressure on my family and it was all I knew and believed and to watch my husband go, go through this was really hard and I, I thought I was this perfect person, you know, yeah. I wasn't doing anything wrong and I was going to church every week and reading my scriptures and it, it was just a just really trying time. It must have been hard for him too, though. I mean, he, here he was a returned missionary, and he'd grown up in the church, and he, he was starting to find things were not what they seemed, and so he was. That's the way he acted out on that. Yeah. That. So, did he ever bring up anything specific to you? Um, many, many things. Oh. Like I said, he was really into books and reading, and so he would share with you. Yeah, and and my way of dealing with that was, you know, no church is perfect. I don't even want to hear. It. I don't even want to think about it. You know, you're going to find. All that, all that stuff in any church, and so I chose to ignore it and just go off my feelings. If I know this is true, and it became actually a prideful thing of, I'm going to win this battle. You know, he can tell me anything he wants, and it really, honestly, didn't affect me because I chose to ignore it. Yeah. I I chose to just ignore truth, and to me, it was it didn't matter because 
I had the truth anyway. It was just <laughs> such a confusing time for yeah. the both of us. And and this lasted six years, and six it must have been years. really hard on the marriage. I guess there was talk of... Oh, we almost, I would say, divorced a, a few times. And yeah. like I said, it wasn't even just him leaving the church. It was seeing him go down this path that I never could imagine him doing. And the worst part of it, I, looking back now, is I hid it all from so many people. I didn't tell my family most of the stuff that was going on, or my friends, Your because I wanted to look perfect. Uh, I wanted people to still think, oh, there's that perfect couple, you know, and I still was going to show them, I'm going to go through the temple, and I am a good Mormon girl, and, you know, so I became really depressed, because holding all that burden on me was really hard. I had two kids, and I think I went through postpartum, and just trying to raise them in the church, and being this strong LDS woman while my husband went and did his thing it was hard it was really really hard yeah and here you were trying to as you say do all the right things yeah and was, did it kind of make you a little angry or upset I guess or you know I got I got really angry mostly I was confused in the beginning and I got um, just one point in my life where it was about the six years into our marriage and I guess I should back up saying the cool part of the story is my husband was going through his own transformation when I had no idea. Sorry, this is very um, yeah, okay. emotional. Okay. But God had picked us up out of Utah and dropped us off in the middle of Whitefish, Montana. My husband had um, pretty much lost his job. We were financially struggling. I, I didn't want to really be with him anymore because I was kind of sick of holding on and playing this game. And um, we had an opportunity to move to Montana. And I said, let's let's do it, I guess, because staying here means that I'm going to have to show people my ugliness. You know, mm -hmm. I was kind of running, and it was and my... Things aren't perfect. Yeah, yeah, my last chance of maybe this marriage will work. And in Montana, um, my husband found this church, and at the time I was thinking, just go. Just whatever will make <laughs> you closer to God, just take it. I, I really believed he'd come back around. And I found a ward, and I became very active. And in my head, I'm thinking okay, I'll go to some of his, so he'll come to some of mine, and yeah. it went that way on Sundays, and Sundays weren't fun. You know, the kids would be like, do I go with mom or do I go with dad? And it, it just was really hard, and I remember um, him coming to mine and just praying, like, God, please, I got him here. I got him here to show him that it's true, and even me feeling nothing, just this emptiness, and I'd just be like, why? I got him here. You know, why didn't you do it? And then I'd go to his, and I remember this whole new en environment, this band and people singing, and I, my first thought was, oh my gosh, God is not in this building. They're so irreverent, you know, they're clapping their hands and they're being loud, and I was very, very judgmental at first, and it probably took two or three times of me going to this little church only, so my husband would come to mine, and I remember one day seeing this woman just praising God, and it, it kind of shook me because... It was like, oh my gosh, she's not doing that for me or for anyone else. She's doing that for God. And I saw this little glimpse of this relationship in the middle of all these people where she didn't care who was looking at her. She was there to worship God. And I thought that was so beautiful. And that was one of my memories of just my heart starting to slowly change. We just don't feel that in the LDS church, do we? No. As much as we say that we 
are Christian or they try to say they're Christian or believe in Jesus, but there's just that praise and that relationship with Beautiful. Christ just isn't there, is it? No. So that was a little seed that got planted, exactly. I guess. Yeah. So how long were you in Montana then? It was ac exactly one year, and looking back at it definitely was just God just working through us because we were really messed up at the time. And like I said, I feel like he dropped us off in the middle of nowhere to just work our junk out, you know. Mm -hmm. And what's great about this is, like I said, Corey was going through his own transformation, and I had no idea. I just still thought he was this kind For of this better, monster. Of course, yeah. yeah, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I did start to see a change in his eyes. I saw this, this, this dark, darkness in his face disappear and I felt like he loved me and I felt like we were a family again and until one night you know I just I had some really disturbing news and again all these bad feelings came up and my thoughts about the church that I've been kind of just trying to hide all came up and I just remember one night being terrified and scared and not wanting to deal with all this stuff anymore it wasn't making sense to me why my life bad things kept happening why why you'd been active I was yeah I was doing all he was asking me for so many years and yeah. it just wasn't working out and I that's when I became bitter and angry with God like what do you want me to do I just remember thinking I've I've done everything I'm not a bad person I'm I'm near I'm perfect <laughs> yeah. but I it led me to a Bible that was on my bookshelf that was given to me as a gift and I'd actually put this Bible away thinking I don't need this, but thanks anyway. It gathered a lot of dust, and my exact thoughts was, I don't need this. I have my own scriptures. And yeah. that night, when I became really hurt and scared and confused and angry, I remember going to that bookshelf thinking, fine, if mine aren't working, might as well try this one. And I pulled it out, and it, it's the most amazing experience I've ever had because I opened it up to this wonderful, beautiful prayer of you know, surrender basically, and it was just uh, this woman talking to God. It was a prayer example, and I remember just thinking it was so beautiful and wished that I could pray like that. My yeah. prayers were so routine, and you know, strengthen my testimony and bring Corey back, and it just was the most beautiful prayer I've ever wow. heard. And I remember just even, your heart yes, and, yeah. I thought to myself, gosh, I, I wish I could pray like this and just talk to God like this woman is, and I even thought, gosh, can I just read this right out of the Bible, and do you think it would still work, you know? And I did. I remember down on my knees praying and bawling, and I started just reading this prayer, and I got to the part where it just was, I give you myself, God. I, I give you me. I trust you with everything. And of course I knew that, but when I got to this point, I really, I even, I felt, like Satan was trying to hold me back from even saying it. Like yeah. I got to the point I couldn't release those words to my, from my mouth. I was sobbing and I got to the point I physically had to push them out wow. and say, God, I trust you. Because I knew that if I was going to say it, that I had to mean it 100%. And that means, you know, probably not doing something that I'm going to want to do or maybe hurting my family or... I, I was, nothing was clear. I just knew that God was in control. And as soon as I said that, every burden was lifted off me. It was like uh, this light. I, I stood up. I smiled. I knew everything would be okay. And I'll never forget that moment of surrender. And from then, then on out, I've never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? 
it was amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, this is what I, we talk about being born again and having having that relationship with Christ that we just don't have in the LDS Church. There's always something in between us and Christ. And um, a big part of that night that I I forgot to say was as soon as I I said this prayer and it was it was just so heartfelt and. I heard God say, I mean, as loud as I, I can still hear it, I heard him say, finally, this is all I've ever wanted. And I remember just feeling that warmth and that light and him just saying, I didn't want you to do all those things. You didn't have to do all those things. And, you know, I just want this right here. And this is what I've, yeah, this is what God's saying This to is you. what I've been this waiting been, for, not uh, what you thought you could do. And yeah I'll never forget just that finally that release of here we are and and then that burden off of your shoulders immediately gone you know that all the sins have been paid for oh that's beautiful <laughs> now yeah. you tell you tell your husband this and did you um that that was a whole new journey from then on out because I wish people could understand that I I wanted to be the one who was right in this relationship I was very prideful and I wasn't about to go say, hey, you were right, I oh, was wrong, no. <laughs> okay. you know, and so it was, it was really hard for me, um, so I just, I just knew it was going to take little by little, day by day of just putting God at the center of our marriage. We had a lot of things within our marriage that we needed to heal, and um, God did it. It was a miracle, oh. like when I did come to Corey and, you know, tell him my experience is when he opened up and shared his with me, and it was this beautiful like I said, we were on this brink of divorce, and our marriage really was at the end of our rope, and God healed us by us both coming together. I didn't have to say, you were right, I was wrong. We just put God at the center of us, you know, and, and He healed it. Took care of I mean, itself. within, I would say, a month, I think we did this devotion, and for the first time in six years of our marriage, we read the Bible together, and we prayed together, and wow. we literally... We're healed, and it, like I said, at the end of that year, we were so happy that we got a phone call for you know a great job for my husband to come back to Utah, oh. and that's when we were like, oh shoot, this is this <laughs> is a whole new journey of how do we go back into our same neighborhood, our same ward, our families, and be who we are now, and that was just this whole new prayer that. I just started saying, God, just show me. You know, I know you are in charge of me. I know you're in control of my life. And it's from there, it's been five years, and it just gets better and better. Like It's been five years. It's, huh? <laughs> and at that time, I saw no light at the end of the tunnel. I yeah. thought, how how will we do this? How will I tell my mm -hmm. family? How will I do this? And Has that been hard? I, I, have you shared with your family now? Mm -hmm. Well, you have now, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, it, and it's been a long prog progress. Yeah. There's still tears and arguments and um, not so much anymore. I, I would have to say after many years of just me sharing my heart and just loving God that I know my family's seen a difference in us. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's been a beautiful thing and I would not change one bad thing that has happened to me or my marriage for who we are today and the relationship I have with God. And I know my family sees that. So it's it's all worth it. Sometimes it's the contrast that we can appreciate, isn't it? Having being, being down and then being 
being up and I'm so grateful that your burdens have been lifted. That's one of the things I felt too. Yes. And that's a wonderful thing. And now the Bible means so much more oh to you. And, and that, you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I spent 25 years in this church that I thought I had it all. And my first experience, I remember I was invited to a Bible study and even the word Bible study kind of freaked me out. Yeah. And I kind of just went just to have this person stop bothering me and it was the book of Daniel, and I thought, I know that story. You know, I know I don't need to go learn it. And when I sat there and just watched all these women study the book of Daniel and God's Word, I was floored, and it was the most beautiful story I've ever heard in my life. And it was another seed that I just thought, why, why do we not study this book? You know, this book is beautiful, and it just was a question of mine that started, like, why in all these years have I not... If anything, I was kept away from it. I remember being in, you know, hotel rooms, or if there was that book, that drawer, and the Bible in the drawer, it was kind of closed, and don't touch that, in you the, know. In the or, hotel room, yeah. Yeah, it was just, to me, I almost grew up thinking the Bible wasn't a good book. and I know, and I don't, I mean, that's one of the worst things Joseph Smith ever did to know, us, isn't I it? Know, to, exactly. To put and, doubt in our heart or mind about uh, the Bible being reliable. And it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, it says so much. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, well, so I know it's been tough with the family and everything, but how wonderful it is that you've got uh, your husband and your children. They, you go to to a church now, and how is that? I mean, now you've gone through that initial experience yeah. of the music and the hands <laughs> and, and praising God and only, and how how has that been? It's amazing. Um, even like I said, this church that I thought I loved. I didn't really want to go on Sunday, and Sundays come around, and my kids are begging me to go. You know, they my kids are saying, church is tomorrow, and is dad, my husband's now on the worship team, and it's Sundays are such a beautiful day where I never remember them being so beautiful. It, if anything, it, it was kind of a dampering day, you know, like yeah. a, I don't know, now Sundays are just this. It's kind of a chore before yeah. we go to church, and. <laughs> Yeah, it's just been amazing, and to raise our kids this way is, it was, I was very fearful. I thought, how are they going to do it? How are they going to go to school and go back to the same kids they know? And again, God will do anything. Like yeah. when you put Him at the center and trust Him, looking back, it's, we, we haven't had to really do anything because God's led us through this. And well, I appreciate you saying that because I do think there are people, young people with families, that are saying, how can I dare mm -hmm. leave the church? I think I'm starting to see now that Joseph Smith and Masonry and the Book of Abraham and all these problems that the church has historically and doctrinally, uh, and yet they're saying, gosh, how can I take my family out of yeah. that? That would be too much. Are you saying that it's possible? I see that all <laughs> the time in my children's friends. I, I know of their parents who, you know, I just don't really believe, but I, for the best, I'm going to let my kids be a part of this. And because that's their social and that's exactly. their structure. And if anything, I've seen it be worse because they're teaching their, their children how, you know, it's almost living a lie. And my kids, they're, they have this love for God that other people notice, you know, yeah. and they... Like, my son came home and was like, Mom, you know, the CTR rings. And I'm thinking, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. He goes, will you get me a ring with a cross on it? 
Aww. and it just warmed my heart because I haven't had to do anything because it's their love for God, and yeah. it's possible. It really is. I wish more people would just it, teach it takes, their children it takes some to courage, though. Yeah, I definitely. And to and just to be to be willing, and then even again the family. Your situation, I guess your brothers and sisters are pretty much still in the church. And Very much so. Mom and dad, and they're praying for you, I'm yeah. sure. But, uh, yes, very much. But isn't it wonderful you and your husband are together, and the kids are uh, there, and uh, that's, that's just wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, anything that you'd care to share with the LDS? You've, you've shared a wonderful story, and I, I'm, it's so heartfelt. And I know you, I, I'm sure you can look back and see God's hand in your life all the way through it. But uh, what would you tell the LDS people here as we close? Mainly just to surrender, like just turn to God. And I know most people have questions or thoughts that they choose to ignore. You know, don't listen to me or some man. Go to God and amazing things will happen. Or open the Bible, this Bible that I'm sure you have that maybe you don't study like you should. I mean, amazing things will happen and just don't be afraid. Trust God. And yeah. Well, you were, and you were a Sunday school teacher, mm -hmm. a visiting teacher. Yes. So you'd been through some of these scriptures and books. Mm -hmm. They're just so different now, aren't they? Very. I mean, they just are, it's just amazing that we have... Uh, have scriptures that we just never appreciated before. Exactly. Uh, I uh, appreciate you coming and sharing your story, and I uh, appreciate all of you watching tonight and give, give you some hope that there is life after Mormonism. Um, I know I've said before that this is really a gospel of Joseph Smith that, that the yeah. LDS people are following, and I, I followed it too for over 60 years, but I appreciate so much being opening the Bible, the relationship with Jesus, and trusting in God, and having that personal relationship with no one in between. So um, I uh, appreciate you watching tonight, and uh, we'll see you next time. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.